Amadeus. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at the infamous Amadeus. And of course, follow the show, The Infamous Hour. Live here in LA. I'm actually enjoying my time in LA. I mean, I quickly realized there's absolutely nothing to be mad at here in the Sunshine State. The sunny state. There's not a cloud in the sky. There's not a cloud in the fucking sky since I've been here. The women breasts are amazing. The beaches are amazing. The drinks are amazing. The traffic is fucked up, though. Let's, let's be clear. Traffic is fucked up. So it took, me, it took me 50 minutes to get here. And I was like six miles away. But it's an adjustment. So uh, we, we've been here uh, in L.A. doing some amazing things. We had Mario on the show. We had Onyx on the show. And, of course, I got my, uh, my, my friend over here, uh, Tone Vera from SiriusXM. How you feeling like the L.A. trip? Bro, let me tell you. It's like this. How often do you get to travel with your family? I'm here with the whole I Get Adam crew right here celebrating. A round of applause for yeah. yourselves. Round of applause. Oh, round of applause. Let's do it. Come on. We outside. The whole crew is here, man. We outside. And everybody's been treating us so good, including our guests who I met a couple days ago. Legendary dude. Yeah. So so th this is this is my guy right here. And, um, you know, we only actually met one time. Honestly, we only met one time, but I feel like I've known you I mean, for, forever. forever. <laughs> I was going to say that. I feel like I've known you forever. And we're going to talk about, the, you know, the video and, and, um, and some of the things. But, I mean, Queensbridge legend. Catalog is crazy. Still spitting. Bars. Putting out consistent music. It's going down, Big Twin. Welcome to the infamous hour. Yeah, yeah. What up? What up? It's the grimy one, Big Twin. You already know. That's right. Queensbridge forever. Now, you've been active for a long time. I specifically remember the Demo Cut mixtapes. Yes. 93, 94. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was on the joint called Hectic. You know what I mean? Um, tell you a little story, quick story right about that. Well, joint with Hectic, um, uh, I just came home from juvenile jail and shit. And I wrote a little hook and it was like, Hectic. Shit is for real. We about to get Hectic. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... Um, so when we did it in the studio, Havoc and P was like, nah, we should do it like this. Hectic. Hectic. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't understand the game. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, they made a song called Hectic. Shit is for real. You know what I'm saying? So I think I was on the right path, but I didn't understand it. And they didn't know how to explain it to me. So they said, you know what? We're taking this up. Do your thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Shout out to having a P. They put me on. I want to be here if it was for them. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, Prodigy. Do that! Rest in peace, Prodigy. And Big Twin, you're, you're repping Queensbridge, the QB Projects. Let me, let me tell you something. Like, I drive by the projects all the time, and there's this awe that comes over me because so many legendary artists are from that neighborhood. I got it's like a white person driving by like where they grow Starbucks. They just like I just stare it <laughs> off for like a minute, like wow. But tell me about your experience growing up in QB. Um, like growing up in Queensbridge, you know I've seen everybody like you know um Biz Markey, um Big Daddy Kane, Lords of the Undergrounds. Like everybody's working with Marley, so I actually I was like the um store man. You know what I'm saying? They used to throw a hundred dollars out the window. I used to go get a bunch of sodas for everybody. And bring them to the crib. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to all those dudes. Because I made a lot of money back in the days fucking with them. By going to stores for all the MCs. But growing up in Queensbridge, back in the days, 
I think in the 80s, it was more about fighting. You know what I'm saying? Everybody one-on-one, this, that, universal beat down and all that, with the guard bodies. Um, but I think... Um, and I think in the, in the late '80s, it was more about fighting than shooting. You know what I'm saying? And and it was more like hip hop. It was more love. You know what I'm saying? When the '90s came, then it was over. <laughs> you know, bow, 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 bow. Yeah, you know, and for those who don't know, Queensbridge uh, Housing Projects is the largest project in New York City. But it's kind of divided in different ways. Right? You got 41st side, you got 40th side. So it kind of break that down. And who is exactly from which section on the projects? I so. Um, I'm um, 41st side of Vernon. You got Tragedy. Um, I'm gonna say Papa Mall because he helped Havoc finesse some beats. Um, Tragedy. Uh, Iman Thug. Um, Killer Shaw. Rest in peace. Um, who else is from over there? That's it. Then you go to 40th side, and then you got Nas. You got Jungle. Um, Wiz. Um, that's it. And then you go. To uh, my block, my block is uh, oh don't forget MC Shan is from the forty first side of Vernon too. Mm. I mean I forgot about that. Um, my block is uh, Capone, um, Havoc, you know me, Tiny Godfather, Gotti Chinky, um, and Megas from the fortieth side of Vernon too. Mm. From Nas side, you know what I'm saying? So, so. You know, it's a, it's like four or five of us on each block. You know what I mean? Basically, you know what I mean? That rap, that kind of got a little name in a game. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Um, I just like I just remember like going there, and like I, I wanted to go to the exact apartment where Nas grew up because I was such a fan of his. What's your relationship like with Nas? Well, um, I used to be with his brother all the time, Jungle. So we used to cut school at his crib. I kind of fucked my whole life up fucking with Jungle on them. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, I'm going to keep it real, son. <laughs> like, um, I cut school every day there, son. Like, every single day that was a spot. Um, it was me, well, me, Jungle, Nice, fucking, it was, a, it was a couple of us. We used to be there every day. Nice was there too, though, but he wasn't hanging with us. He was kind of in the room reading or had a shorty in there. You know what I'm saying? He kind of was on his own thing. We was drinking a naughty head and, you know, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it, it, I got a super close relationship with Jungle and Nas, 100%. Like, you know, they, they we grew up together, basically. Yep. You know what I mean? And shout out to Jungle and, and Nas, what they done with Mass Appeal is simply dope. Uh, Fire. Keeping it rocking out. So, now my generation knows Mob, Nas, um, you know, CNN, but the generation before that, let's say. So, who, who were the first rappers to kind of pop off? Because obviously you had Marley, you had Tragedy, he was under Intelligent Hood, we got Roxanne Shantae. So, kind of like, where did this kind of all start and, and then, you know, lead poet. down? Poet, don't to, forget to Black Poet. Oh, Black Poet, Ron Poet. You know what I'm saying? So, Shout out to Poet. Did it! It's a fact. Like... I can say I can say all started with Marley. You know what I'm saying? Kind of Marley set the whole page, and then um, I think Roxanne Shantae came right behind that and Shan. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of the essence of everything. And and don't I gotta give a shout out to the Disco Twins too? Mm -hmm. They was out there in the park. 
even though they're not from Queens, but the, but it, it seemed like they was. Mm-hmm. It, like everybody thought the Juice Crew was from Queensbridge, you know, back in yeah. the days. You know what I'm saying? So, cause Marley, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, Marley is Marley is the the head of Queensbridge. He set the tone for every everybody to even visualize what we doing. I can't believe what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like where I come from. You know what I'm saying? I was just the entourage of Mob Deep, mm-hmm. and now I'm twin. You know, doing the Beer and weed and all this other shit in the stores. Most definitely. We're definitely going to touch on that because you brought some products with you and they're beautifully packaged. Thank you. And, you you know, we know you're like a big businessman out here. But um, how we do it. Yeah, I still want to, like, touch on this, though. Did you ever go into other hoods and, like, rap battle with other rappers? Like, did you guys ever go to Marcy or did you guys ever go, like, the Coney Island Projects? No. <laughs> but 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 I can say who did from Queensbridge. Oh yeah. Craig G. Craig G. Craig G was in every fucking hood across the whole New York City battling everybody. I was a little kid, yo, at that time back in those days. And my mom was bringing me to um Farragut Projects in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And one day I went in the hallway to go upstairs to go to my my, my my grandfather's house and Craig G was in the building battling somebody. And I know him from the hood. I'm a little kid. He was like, oh, what up? What you doing here? He's like, I'm about to battle somebody. I didn't even know what that was. I'm like, you're about to battle somebody. You know what I mean? I didn't really understand. That's the beginning, beginning. I was younger. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so how, what was your relationship like early on? Uh, so who do you know first? Havoc or? Of course. I grew up with Havoc. Havoc, we, you know, I'm in. 16 he was in 15 mm-hmm. so you know we grew up together his moms and my moms like best friends back in the days and and, and that's kind of so so the original like uh, around the juvenile hell time so it, it would have been havoc uh prodigy you your brother and then who else is in there it got elegy uh, i gotta say elegy so that basically uh it was havoc prodigy killer shot with the dj mm-hmm. and then it was elegy elegy i was dumb I was more deep at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of course, um, we grew up together, but we didn't know what they was doing. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was more like um, poetical prophets. That was their first name. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Name, yeah. So that 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 was dumb. And then when they became all deep, it was all of us around. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we didn't really understand it at that at that time. It was more selling drugs and shooting guns and shit like that. Yeah, and you, and you guys were rather young at that time. I mean, you know, uh, babies. Like, I, I think the first Mob album was like what I was sixteen years old. I mean, I was, I was, I was, I was 15, 14, 15, 14, I think fourteen. I met P, and then they dropped like, when I was fifteen. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I was super young, and I was in Cali when I was fifteen years old. You know what I'm saying? So it's fire, <laughs> for real. I felt like you were put in a position to be mentored by these guys who ended up becoming like you know elite rappers. And but but I want to like focus on you and like your process. Like like what is your process like when you're in the studio? Like when it comes to writing, mm. um, I go through moments like two years. I'm like I I don't want to write in the studio. I only want to write at home. Um, and then sometimes I I just want to write in the studio. Most of my career, that's what I did. I kind of, we, Mob Deep, everybody in the whole Mob Deep camp wrote every lyric. Havoc and Prodigy wrote every lyric in the studio. So they ain't at home, they wrote 
everything in the studio, and that's kind of how I did my process too. Mm. I did every lyric in the studio, wrote it right there on on, on the spot. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. it, it, it's a better feeling when you do it like that. Because that's how you feeling right then and there. You know what I mean? When you do it at home, it's kind of how you was feeling the other day. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. That's kind of how I did my process. Yeah. You know, often at times, um, I got to feel like Noid gets lost a little bit. Like, he, he's not mentioned enough, and he was he was a big part of that, uh, along with you guys. So, like, well, what is Noid up to nowadays? Noid. Shout out to fucking Noid, my brother. Um, he in Florida, son. You know what I mean? Um, Havoc, you know, he um, him and Havoc just did, like, fucking, like, 200 shows in mm-hmm. 2019. And he got an album that's coming. It's fire. He got a lot of features on there. It's, it's pretty dope. You know what I mean? So he, him, he kind of, like when P died, I think he kind of like, you know, fuck music. And he just, you know, people, you know, people change when certain situations happen. Yeah. When something shocking happens. You know what I'm saying? So I think he felt like, man, I, I don't want to do it no more. P not here no more. I don't want to do it no more. You know what I mean? So we kind of encourage him to push forward and be on my new album. He got a new album. It's fire. You know, um, I don't know if you've heard of this app called Clubhouse. Of course. Um, I was Shout out to my man Nature, man. Queens, yeah, man. So I was just oh, about yeah, to bring him out. He's in there. Yeah. Because he put me on. He'd be like, come on, Twain, come on. He you lives at Clubhouse. That's, he be pushing that's me hard. <laughs> One time he was in a room, and these guys didn't know who he was. Are you serious? And I remember how cool he played it. He was oh, just, yeah. He would never. He's not like and, that. And then somebody else jumped in and was like, yo, first of all, with disrespect, this man is a legend in here, nature. But yeah, nature, Nature's man. My God. Nature and, and my moms, they both passed away, you know what I mean, recently. And they was best friends. So you know how our relationship is. It's good money, you know what I mean? So his moms and my moms is best friends. Shout out to nature. That's my guy forever. You know I love him. His brother, his family, all of them. They fire. It's family, son. Awesome. It's different. And you know what? Nobody would know that. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't talk about it. We didn't even got a song together yet. Really? Yeah. We don't even got a song yet. That's what we talked about recently. I don't got a song with Mega either. And we've been talking about that. I'm like, look, we got to get this shit done before I'm going. You know what I mean? I need to do that. Yeah. Well, why, why is that? Because, I mean, obviously, you know, you guys are related by, you know, the area you grew up in. And, and it, 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 from the outside looking in, it kind of felt like it was such a tight-knit, you know, relationship between artists and like me being from the Bronx, like I wanted to be from Queensbridge, like you know the, the, the energy that was being put out. Especially like when the CNN album dropped. I mean that crazy that War Report Damn, album was, was was tough. That shit was like ridiculous. Yeah, the, the CNN album really drew me in. Like, what you know? What, why is it that this amount of time has passed? And obviously, guys are independent now. We're putting out music. We have the director, the consumer. Why is it like something like that would happen where you're not you haven't created with someone that you grew up with? I'm saying. um I got to say, you know, like, the situation with Mega, um, it's my brother, I love him. He already know how I feel about him. Um, you know, like, it was different crews back in the days. Yeah. He had uh, the Young Guns, and we was good fellas, you know what I'm saying? And it was a lot of confrontation. Like, listen, like, Mega and him, like, Mega, I'm like, what, 14 years old. And Mega and, like, 10 other dudes got guns on me. Like, no, nigga, what you doing hustling over here? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, nigga, this is my block. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then the guy come, my other man come with the Mac 10. And, like, I went through some real shit. And then, and Mega Mega put it in, son. You know what I'm saying? That's what everybody need to understand. He put it in, son. You know what I'm saying? And I was a younger dude coming up. Mm-hmm. 
and putting it in. You know what I'm saying? So I think that might have messed it up why we didn't do music. Um, Prodigy tried to bridge that gap yeah. when he did the joint on H&IC. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know what's so crazy? Because me and him, good friends now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like super good friends. So I'm happy we like that. I, I just hit him up recently and said, look, we got to get it done. We got to get a joint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm getting a joint with him and everybody else from Queens, but I didn't get a joint with off the top. I need a joint with Nas. Off the top. Of for that. Off the top. Oh, yeah. I was on this album. Um, you know, the Queens Bits yeah, Finest. I, that was actually my next question because the, uh, the, uh, the QB Finest project, um, you have basically every rapper from Queensbridge. Now, mm-hmm. there has to be some sort of friendly competition when it came. I mean, the main record had like 500 niggas on the record. Like, seriously. That was, that was on a yacht. Yo. It was, it was four fucking... Shout out to everybody, It yo. was four fucking degrees. There was icicles hanging off the Queens Bridge. Um, and it's crazy. It was crazy. So, so I mean, what is that like? Oh, so many guys jumping on one record and just... I ain't gonna lie. Probably half of the dudes hate each other on the record. <laughs> at the time when they did the record. I think now it's a little different, but yeah. at the time, I think a lot of dudes hate each other. But, you know, it, it was fire, son, for Nas to pull that off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got everybody in the studio. I heard it was tension because I did my song and I sent it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I didn't get a chance to go to the studio. Godfather was there. So he was telling me, like, yo, it was it was kind of crazy. Everybody hating on each other. You know what I'm saying? But it, but I think it made the album hot because if you listen to the album, the album was fire. Yeah, it was. It, it's it's, was it's fire, an underrated son. album. It is. It's an underrated it album. It is underrated. Far as with the lyricists, because the, the people that on it, they don't have no name. They knew dudes from Queensbridge or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that shit was fire. I think Nas did that on purpose. You know what I mean? For competition. Like he gave him 900, give him 1,000. Give him 5,000. Give him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, it, 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 it caused a lot of conflict between everybody with that. But, you know, I got my money. I was good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so before the, the QB's finest album, I remember another gentleman from the projects uh, in QB. We tried to bring everybody together on a mixtape. His name is uh, Ron Artest. Yes. You might remember uh, that incident that happened, Malice at the Palace. He got suspended from the NBA for a year. So during that year, he actually started a record label and recruited a lot of artists from Queensbridge, and uh, he dropped a, a mixtape. Everybody was <laughs> on it. Were you affiliated with that, with that mixtape uh, in any I th- way? I don't know. I, what's that? I don't know. I, I think our Infamous Mob had a joint on there. But... um. I gotta give I gotta give mad love to Ronald Tez, man. I just talked to him the other day, and I, you know, tell him what I'm doing or whatever. He like, yo, you always, I. He always say he always told me no disrespect to you, son, but you know, you you didn't really have a career like Nas or Mob did, but you always break through somehow with different products, traveling the world, and you know what I'm saying. So. Much love to him. It's my guy, man. Like his moms and my moms, like like I said, a lot of our moms grew up together yeah. and partied and drank and got wasted together. You know what I'm saying? So, so his moms and my moms are super close. Like, like when Ron was younger, I kind of used to babysit him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the funny thing, his sister used to babysit us. Like, so I'm super close with Ron. Like, if I get in some issue, I call Ron. You know what I'm saying? That's the only person I know out here. Besides Alchemist, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's my guy. You know, you, you guys in general were in the forefront of the quote-unquote L.A., New York, 
uh, drama. And um, I mean, obviously, we're in L.A. Of course. So, I mean, you know, but a, a lot of guys actually did live out here. We didn't have social media. We didn't have that. Type, like, Wu was here. You know, this yes. guy was here. That guy was here. How do you think hip hop would have been different had that not happened? Because that's obviously media driven. And that definitely was in direct uh contributing to where we are now musically right mm -hmm. where you know as lyrics says we kind of find ourselves frustrated because the lyrics is, is now the minority not mm -hmm. the majority how do you think if that situation would have played out different what do you think we'd be here in 2021 when it comes to you know lyricism and that type of thing I, uh, it's hard to say but that's hard you know, to say but i think if if you know if, i think everybody would be living out here you know what I'm saying? Let's let's be honest. Like, if all this shit didn't pop off back in the days, I think a lot of hip hop artists would have been out here living out here. I think Primo would, because the sun is just so beautiful. It's more laid back for me. California is the last place of real hip hop in the United States. That's what I believe. No, it is. It is. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to the other states, but I ain't holding it down. Mm. Shout out to upstate New York. With all the yeah, motherfucking the lyricists, yeah. motherfuckers yeah. Mm -hmm. killing it up there. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta shout them out because the motherfuckers is killing it up there. Those dudes is like what? It's like forty of them up there. Thirty eight special. Uh, Rick, yeah, Rick, Griselda. All, all the girls, dope. Uh, uh, Cheney or so? Like, come on. Yeah, she's super fire. It's super, super people up there that's dope like you know new york city is more trap and you know upstate new york is uh it's kind of become that throughout the years it, it, it's because I, I have this conversation a lot where it's like these kids don't have an r&b genre of music that's true so it's like they they you know but it's also kind of like our fault too because the 50s the jaw rules and the dmx's <laughs> and they they introduced them a lot of sound and they just yeah, kind of developed of course. Th throughout time and, and to piggyback this off of this a little bit so you know me and you have history because the, the video that i shot for prodigy ended up yes. being his last video so you know two-part question dmx obviously mm -hmm. you know today we, we lost earl simmons uh what does dmx mean to hip-hop and how do you think his legacy will continue DMX was like, I, I ain't gonna front. I always wanted to do a song with DMX and Jaro. That was always my thing because my voice. <laughs> yeah, and that's when them yeah. two was on top of the world. Yeah, like I had a song with both of them. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. I think DMX, man, rest in peace. Like, he was the greatest as far as performance, energy. And nobody was illing to him. Mm -hmm. and, and only person I can say that's in his lane. Is um um ODB, you know what I'm saying? That's it. All like, like energy wise, false energy wise, just like super character on the mm -hmm. music, as a in person, like you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I seen him do some ill shit, DMX man. I don't want to talk about it, but yeah, he was the greatest. No, no, no he he was super official and, and prodigy. You know, in, in his own right, was a goal. I mean, he arguably, you know, in his prime, would have been top five lyrics. One hundred percent in his prime at like at, at a time. At a time, he was, he was, he was at, at a time he was number one. Let's he, be honest. He damn near has the most quotable hip hop lyric ever of of, of all time, right? Of all time. So, so when we shot the uh, "Don't Test My Crown" video, you, uh, Prodigy, and Nutso, this is Nutso. This, this is actually how we met, and um, you know that ended up kind of being Prodigy's last uh, piece of work. Um, but health wise, like where was he at this time? Because it it, it happened fast. Like it that was, was like super April healthy. And, and, oh, super okay. healthy. Hmm. All the way to that day, 
super healthy, as far as what I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm with him. We did the blue note, remember? Yeah. No, I know. So, because there was, like, stories. Like, I had heard, like, he had choked on an egg, and it was this and yeah. that. Like they, so. they, they said, when they said he choked on the egg, for me, is we still getting the story, because we still going through cases mm. with lawyers and lawsuits and shit like oh, that. Oh, so this is actually still active. Yeah. Like, now. Yeah. So, so the situation with the egg, for me, is all bullshit. Mm. Of course... That was in his throw up because that's you know when they found him, it was he threw up on the floor or whatever you know what I'm saying. So that was in his throw up, mm. a piece of egg because that's what he just finished eating. Mm. So for me, it's all bullshit. We still trying to figure it out the details. Um, I think the details will be out in June, so we everybody will know. Yeah. Well, we recently had a prodigy's daughter and son on the show, and they're doing music. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. I just um, I just had some people in LA shoot a video for Santana Fox. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I shot her first video, so you know I'm 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 out. I'm Alchemy. Me Alchemist is helping out. You know that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So you're gonna be you're gonna continue helping her out throughout her career. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I got a song. Me, her, and Bodie James is fire, fire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you you might have already answered this question, but is there anyone you see right now in the in the, you know, coming up that you feel like they're kind of holding the torch to be like the next, next great lyricist, the, 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 next, the, the next great leader in hip hop. The people that's holding the torch right now, um, top of everybody is Rock Marciano and, um, Gazelda. That's it. Those are the ones that's holding the torch. And then it's a hundred other dudes that's on fire. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's who's holding the torch right now. Yeah. You know, and how important is it that, you know, someone like Benny charts on Billboard? I mean, even though Billboard doesn't matter, but, yeah. you know, there is a certain level of, because we know, like, I was talking to Mario today, and he's like, you know, labels put people in position. It's like guys that sit in the room like this, like, are you going to carry the torch as a rapper? You're going to carry the torch as an R&B singer. Um, so how is, you know, how important is it that someone that sounds like us, walks like us, talks like us, is able to chart on Billboard and have music that matters? Shit, it mean a lot. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you could just, yo, Benny, yo, son, I need you on the joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that shit mean a lot, man. Well, we need people that's not going to be Hollywood and going to be regular dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, I hit Conway, yo, son, I need you on the joint. Is the joint. Yo, son, I need you in the, do the video. He did the video. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What side, yo, son? Like, anything I need for those type of dudes, they, they keep it 100. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm good with that. That's what matters. I'm good with that. That's what matters. That's what keep hip hop keep going. You know what I'm saying? They show love to us. We show love to them. That's how it works. For me, they they like mob, son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way they coming with it, some hard shit. You know what I mean? Hard beats. I love it. Yeah. Big Twin. Before the show, we were talking about like, you know, all the all the ventures that you're currently engaged in, and a lot of these artists when they coming up, all they want to do is do music and. And, at, you know, the sad truth is, like, music is not what really pays the big bucks. You know, the real money comes from, like, touring and et cetera, being affiliated with products. But, like, you got your own businesses here, and I want you to talk about them a little bit. Um, I got, um, I started, first I started um, Infamous Farms. Um, shout out to my man General and um, Kush Kids. Uh, we started Infamous Farms. We got three, di- three different streams. We got the Twin OG. Queensbridge Cannoli and the Gary Bird all 
gas, like super gas. Um, I, for me, I've been smoking weed my whole life. I've been in jail for weed. So I said, I definitely need to do this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I did it. So that's why I got that. And then everybody in Queensbridge Project could vouch for this. Always been an alcoholic. <laughs> my whole fucking life. I, I'm not a really, I always drink both, but I'm, I'm a beer guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, that was real special to get a beer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I shout to my people out in um, Massachusetts. They got a brewery out there. And we put together the infamous IPA. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So that's going to be in 7-Elevens in um, a couple of months and all around California. So get ready for that. And then we got the goddamn long way. You know what I'm saying? Fanta Leaf is exclusive. Um, shout out to my man Cheddar, Kush Kids. You know, uh, we got it in 30 stores out in Massachusetts. And they love it, yo. I ain't going to lie, son. They love it. I give it to the guys out here in California. Mm -hmm. You know, they buy Fonto all the time. They be like, this is the best one. Yeah. So so for people that don't know about Fonto, like just like a random person that's watching this right now. So explain Fonta and his relation, the rolling blunts and how that works. So Fonta, for me, I think it's Jamaican started the Fonta, putting people <laughs> on the Fonta, I believe. You know what I'm saying? I kind of got on with the Fonta with my man um, Planet Asia. Shout out to Planet Asia out here. Shout out to Planet Asia. Artists, uh, and and he you know him he always had the Fanta, um, Sean Price and them had the Fanta you know what I'm saying so I said you know what I need to find a good Fanta. So so what does it do exactly though? It enhances the high like it makes the blunt. Uh... Nah, it's almost it's almost it's 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 still labeled as tobacco. So it's just okay. like a Dutch Master. Uh, this you know what I'm saying, but it's a little cleaner. You know what I'm saying because mm -hmm. it's it's a straight leaf. Actually, I get mine from Dominican Republic. We send it out to China, they package it up, and then we send it out here in America. So my shit is 100% organic, natural. Um, we clean it because you know how people got to clean the fucking white out. I mean, what would they call it? Um, Backwood. Backwood. You know what I'm saying? The worst. You gotta, yeah, you got to clean Blunt it. Rolling my shit is super clean, super natural. You're going to love it. Backwoods is like smoking tree way. bark. Yes. <laughs> you know how you go to the to the Muslim spot and they got the tree bark? Yes, That's what yes. a backwoods is. Exactly. I hate it. I don't know why people smoke that shit. It's, it's actually terrible, wet. Like, like, when you pull it out of the package, like... <laughs> Yo, Big Twin, how uh, how involved are you with the, with the quality control and the creation of the actual product? I actually, like... When it came down to my weed strain, I literally put boots on the ground and 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 smoked every strain till I found one that I would I would I think the people would love. You know what I'm saying? Really, I ain't really go with the people that I would love. I found the strain that I love. I said, if I love it, I know other people will love it because there's a lot of people like me. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I did. And and with the twin OG, I've been smoking that for a long time. I ain't gonna lie. I knew the guys that grew it. I said, yo, look, I, I, I'm going to pay y'all. I don't need nobody else to have it. Shout out to 06 Flowers, my man Dirty Diggs. Like, them dudes, they, they, I think they grow the best weed in California. You know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. It's like, the best. And, and shout out to THC, too, out in um, San Francisco. Them, them dudes with the Queensbridge cannoli is incredible. 
And I'm gonna keep it real, son. The, the Gary Bird is for the streets. Let's go. You know, speaking of expanding, you know, one of the things that I miss about hip hop is like the street DVD movie, right? Like, Man. Street, like, like, Shadow DVD, watching, Shadow like, DVD, uh, remember uh, that? Yeah, so it's like Streets is watching, like, um, who else? Um, like, even like Paid in Full, like that. Fire. So, so we had like the murder music joint that, that was classic, and, and round of applause, this guy was in there acting. Yes. So, so what, what was that like? And like, what was the concept behind that? Because it was like kind of like attached to the album. So was it like the movie for the album? Or, or? Wait, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. We all thought P was bugging, son. <laughs> Let's be. I'm going to keep it 100. We all thought P was bugging. He said, we, we doing a movie, son. And he was like, I need you this day. He would call each person. I need you this day, that day. And we did it. And I, I couldn't believe the way he pulled it off. Because it took so long, you know, it was a lot of money. He spent like at least twenty grand out of his own pocket. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To shoot that. I think it would have been way cheaper, but somebody ripped them off for eighty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when we was doing the movie, shot the launch page, he the guy that did it. But I wanna punch him in his face. <laughs> <laughs> but um he's still my guy, you know what I'm saying? He it got caught up with some tax and shit. And they just debted the money. But I think that was the best thing out of Mob Deep mm. that came out of Mob Deep was the murder music movie because it really took us like two years. We shot almost probably like twice a month. Mm. We shot it for two years. And and to get everybody in there and to do it, that was the best thing ever, son. I, I, he got two more movies that we actually got scripts to. Mm. And it's like, I, I think we're going to get it done. You know what I mean? Fire. You got this shit called Black Screws. It's fire. And Black Scarface. Tough. Damn, twin. Got the, you got the got the film credits under you. You got the you know, you got the entrepreneur of the year here. You got all these
The back line with the infamous hour. That was a clip from Murder Music, uh, Big Twin, uh, Super Underground uh, movie. And it, it, it was, uh, a lot of people enjoyed it. It was a part of the series that was talking about Streets is Watching and, and those type of things. We kind of miss these hip-hop uh, type of films that are irrelevant to albums and things like that. Now, listen, that we're on the West Coast, and obviously, you cannot come to the West Coast without having this guy pull up to the spot. West Coast Royalty. 50 albums. Round of applause for that. You guys don't even have 50 songs. You can't even do 50 bars. You got 50 albums. This guy is so official. The first album dropped in 93, and he dropped the best of in 95. Round of applause. <laughs> Who does that? talking about. Who does that? Party. Sebo, welcome to the Infamous Hour. Pleasure to have you. Man, what's up with him, bro? Nah, so, so I, I had heard uh, in conversation outside that Pac considered you his favorite rapper. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and that's because, you know, Pac is my favorite rapper. So, and, and I get into arguments all the time. And actually, like uh, in a previous episode of Onyx, we were talking about, you know, the top five MC conversation. And, and you know, MC means master of ceremony. I, to me, I felt Pac did it better than anybody else. Like, you know, in order to be the top MC, you have to do more than just rapping, right? You have to be able to control the crowd. I mean, let's be, let's be clear. Uh, Pac fucked the most bitches. Man. Janet Jackson, Madonna. It went down. Most movies. It went down. And you're actually on my favorite album of all time, All Eyes on Me. Two records. Round of applause for this guy. Yeah. Tell him. Super. So, so 50 albums. I mean, how, how do we create such a body of work and still continue to drop music in 2021? Man, uh, constantly work. Uh, being around other entertainers that are going, you know, E-40, Too Short, you know, Yuck Mouth, you know, all the Northern California rappers. So. You know, there's a lot of competition up there, so you got to stay active, then you're independent. Mm. You don't get the biggest pushes, the major records, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we just stayed in the lab dropping, working. Yeah. You know? Then we, you know, right now we're about five million records, so independent with no no deal. Really? Round applause. Jesus, five million. Five million. Sebo, I got to say this, man. We played one of your songs on Shade 45 and then had callers call in to talk about it. The amount of love and respect you get from your fan base is incredible. These guys have been rocking with you forever, yeah. and they really love your music, man. Yeah. How does that make you feel hearing that? Man, uh, you know, um, it feels good. You know what I mean? It makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Absolutely. Yeah. In the right direction. For sure, man. Yeah. They definitely respect, like, that hardcore gritty sound that you bring. It's like you, you're able to relate to them right, musically right. and sonically. And like you've been doing it consistently for years, so I just I want to like just tip my hat to you on that. Appreciate you, bro. yeah. No yeah, you know one of the things that I admire, like coming on the West Coast, being from the East, this is my second time in LA. But the thing that I, I respect most about the West is that the original identity is still in the music, right? So you know, in New York, it's confusing. It's like you know, I hear a guy from Queens, I think he's from Atlanta. You know, I hear a guy from the Bronx, I think he's from Hawaii. Like, you know, but like when I hear a West Coast record, like I know it's the West Coast before they even open their mouth just from the bass and, and that type of thing. How does how does the West Coast maintain this throughout the evolution of hip hop? Man, uh, just staying grounded, staying outside. Mm -hmm. You know, you got you got homies and uh, friends that, you know, still sticking to the code. So with them sticking to the code, you got to stick to the code. You know what I mean? It's hard to go outside the box. Mm -hmm. They looking at you crazy when you come back singing in auto tunes and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Man? You know what I'm saying? So it's just you know, 
you outside with us, so you gonna stay tuned in. Yeah, you know that's what I that's what I feel it is. Mm. See, boy, if I, if you were to show me like your current playlist of songs that you're currently listening to, like what would be like a couple songs off that playlist that that you're bumping in the car constantly? I'm gonna tell you, dog. I really don't listen to music, really. Re- wow, really. You see how many albums I got? Yeah. I'm, I'm working right now. Yeah. So everything I'm listening to is fresh out of the studio. Yeah. I'm trying to tune it. I'm trying to, Yeah. you know what I mean? So I don't, I ain't have no breaks. You feel me? So mm-hmm. That's what it is with me. Yeah. You, know, you keep it pushing. You know, pushing. I, I kind of feel like um, some, some of the MCs on the West Coast, um, they don't get mentioned. Like when we talk about like top five and, and things oh, yeah. like it, it's almost like one region, you know, who is the guy, the top lyricist in your opinion ever? Mm-hmm. On the West Coast, who who's number one? I would have to say Pac. Pac, round applause. See, I would say Pac. Test all, you test everything. I gotta get that in. And it was all real music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, yeah. touchy, touchy. Yeah, it, it was relation. Like you, feelings, you feelings. Yeah, you kind of felt the same way on every record. Like Dear Mama, and hit him up, emotions, made you feel the same emotions. way. Yeah, you know, you know, you know emotions out of motherfuckers, gangsters. Yeah. You won, nigga. You won. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what it was with him. Kept us tuned. Mm-hmm. Facts. Fifty albums. You think you think you'll make it to a hundred? Uh, man, fifty albums pretty much is a compilations and group albums that I've done. You know, uh, artists that I've worked with all through my company. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you know, we just keep going. Me and Young Mouth doing an album right now. We just started Thug Lords, third one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had Yuck Mouth on the show. Um, I thought I had him about four months ago, um, and, and he's been consistently working. Now, independent is is different now because you know, independent in the nineties was was super footwork, and you, you still have to put footwork right. in. But do you think artists are lazy being independent Man, because of social right media? Now, it's like you just sit, you post on IG. Like, is, is that the right thing to do? Yeah, it's over. There's no workout no more. No, but we got we got to go in the street. We got to touch the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I come from. That's where we come from. Giving the CDs away and pulling yeah. them, giving them T-shirts, giving everything away. That's how we got in position. Yeah, to sell CDs. We mm-hmm. come up trying to sell you anything. We yeah, truckloads of shit. Away. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, and it was good music, good mm-hmm. material. You know, it wasn't no crap. You feel mm-hmm. me? So, with that, they went to go get the new album. They were mm-hmm. looking for it. Like, mm-hmm. damn, we got a new album out. Mm-hmm. And that just kept me going. Yeah, 12 years. Yeah, see, but they're getting ready to open California back up. So yeah, that means yeah. there's going to be festivals, there's going to be tours. Are you looking forward to going back on the road and performing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's new, it's new um, elements, there's new doors open up right now for us. You know, the movies, and, uh, you know, I write scripts. So we, we have the door talking to a lot of people right now. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's going to be a whole nother movement. By the summertime, they'll see what's going on. Yeah. You know, we, we have a lot of East Coast listeners and watchers right, that, that right. are going to see this. And, and uh, you know, this is my second time in shout L.A. Shout out to Bang of Smurf. Shout out to Queens. That's right. Shout, shout out to Queens in the building. I'm from the Bronx. Um, yeah. For someone who's visiting, a civilian coming to L.A., where are three places they should never go when they come to L.A.? Whoa. Three? Like, absolutely should not go. Because it, it, it gets spooky. It's like, <laughs> you know, one block, you make a right, it's different. Like, say Watts come to the Long Beach. Do not go there. You know, I'm, I ain't going to say don't go there. I'm saying if you go there, you better know where you're going. <laughs> don't make the wrong turn. Don't hit the speed bumps too fast. Just cruise like you know where you're at. Yeah. You'll be all right. 
that, that's super dope. And one of the things in LA is the uh, is the marijuana culture. Now they just legalized weed uh, in, in New York. Finally, I mean it's been like like yeah, thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Round of applause for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, round of applause. <laughs> please. Yeah, round of applause. But you know, I, you know, when I'm having a conversation with my friends, I mean there is a downside to this because yeah. obviously you're gonna get taxed more. But now, like if you're smoking in your car, it's like a DUI. Is, is that kind of like how it is in, in LA? That's what it is right now. Pulling you over, giving you a DUI for smoking weed. No, it's catch twenty two to everything they do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There's, there's always a way for them to get they, they bread. I want to bring you back up in there, keep you locked into the system. <laughs> Don't let it go. Um, I want to like kind of tap into like the the musical side of you. Like, okay. let's say someone isn't too familiar with your music. Like, right. where would you tell them to start listening to you? Where do you feel like among all those albums that you dropped that you hit like your peak where you were like, yo, this is just flowing out of me so naturally I'm writing this music and I'm, I'm really hitting like a stride here where I feel like I'm almost at my, my perfect self. I would say when I was going in 94, five, when Pac was, uh, when everybody was asking about me, cause I didn't know Pac, Pac had just screamed my name out at a, at a, at a summer jam. Okay. Really? I thought I was out there, but I wasn't, I was in another state. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the homies <laughs> were like, man, he's saying your name. I got a phone call. Rich Rich call said, Man, Pac wants you to remix California Love video. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then we all went down there and that's that was our connection right there. You know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. So he was a fan. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Before we connected. You know, so yeah. that was big. And, you know and, and and then it just merged naturally. And you know, I actually asked Twin this question, but it, it, I think I could ask you the same question. You know, where would hip hop be with without, you know, the Pac Biggie, you know? drama and obviously we know this is super media driven right so at that time we didn't know social media what do you think hip-hop will be do you think it'll be where it is now do you think it, it may have evolved differently you know had that situation not happened if it wasn't for them i mean this was going on now what happened 20 years ago 15 years ago you know what i'm saying mm. that was the push mm. got to get the weirdos out of the way you know what I mean? Well, that's major killer. Round of applause. That was major killer. Major killer. Major killer. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel that way. So, back so you, in the day, I'm sorry to cut you off, but back in the days. Yeah, hold on, wait. Let me, go ahead. I'm sorry, back, back in the days, um, Havoc and Prodigy yeah. up to us. Come on, Havoc and Prodigy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Hundred of them came to a restaurant where we was at, surrounding the whole shit. Mm-hmm. They said, you know what? So you think you think music would have changed quicker? Um It would have been it would have been more of a uh, without the without that gap of people that took over. Shit, it would have been you know, I don't I can't I can't see anything else but the next generation falling into that gap right there. Yeah. I mean, so they would have been pushed back 10 years. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know? But that's what kept it going. All the gangster shit kept the weirdos out the way. You feel me? You couldn't yeah. come to L.A. You couldn't go here. You couldn't go to New York. You could just couldn't move around, really. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They were sweating. <laughs> you know? But that was just a lifestyle of music. You know what I mean? They living that life. Mm. You know, now it's different. <laughs> I was just about to say. You go. Compton probably now. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know I mean? Queensbridge too. So <laughs> fucking weird. 
Yeah. Feel me? I don't know what the fuck is going on, but it's all fucked up. I take that. Right. See, was there any artists you're currently working with that you're developing? Ah, uh, yeah, I am. Snoopy Badass out of Compton. Young Cat out of Kansas City. Uh, MTM Sebo out of West Palm Beach, Florida. My focus right there. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of us out of Brown. It's a bunch of us. So, so the, the artists from Kansas City, did, did you actually go out there and find them, or did they get brought to you? Like, How, how did that come to be? Well, I've, I've been a fan of the city for a long time since I've been going out there in 94 and stuff. So mm-hmm. I got a lot of fans out there that's been, you know, youngsters that want to be on the label. Like, I, I put Fat Tone on. Fan, if you know about Fat Tone in Kansas City, you know, he mm-hmm. was killed over the Mac Dre system. You know, mm-hmm. that was a Mac Dre yeah. thing. But, you know, everybody wants to um, be down with a real click, though. You know what I mean? So, you know, I got a nice artist out of there. He's running around everywhere. You know, he's in Miami with me. He's stay moving. That's what I like, somebody that's going to stay moving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what he's doing. Yeah. So what kind of um, what kind of advice do you give him to, like, to stay concurrent with the times and to stay strong in the game because you know you need a lot of consistency in this business. You pretty much gotta um stay pushing, stay focused, and don't let nobody talk you out of what you're doing. You know what I mean? You can't let nobody, you can't really talk to nobody that's below you or nobody that doesn't have that positive energy. You know what I'm saying? It's always somebody say, "Nah, man, it takes too much money to do that." No, nah, man, you got you fuck all that shit, man. We could do whatever we want to do if we get yeah. the right people in play. You know what I'm saying? It's chestnut checkers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. That's what they need to know. It's just not checkers, man. Yeah. Feel me? Set it up right. Plan it right. Write everything down, and it's gonna happen for you. Yeah. Stay positive. Yeah. You know, the, the independent artists in general, they they kind of get caught up too much in the music creation process. Like you said, it's, it's chess, not checkers. So, do you think artists should pay more attention to the business out of the gate? Like when you're young and you're and you're and you're gunning and you're running, you're just thinking about bars and you're thinking about this at the third. You're not actually thinking about business, but a lot of guys end up paying the price. And I wish uh, I was thinking about time. business in the beginning. But I was thinking about bars and hoes and, you know what I mean, just hanging out. You the hoes. Round applause. You know what I'm saying? Importantly. <laughs> Importantly. <laughs> the hoes. <laughs> Round applause. Uh, you know, it was bigger than that, man. You know, if you, if, you got, if you have somebody that can coach you, that's key to have a coach. Yeah. Man. Coming in when you're young. Yeah, you know, I I interviewed Fiend. Remember we interviewed Fiend uh, from No Limit, and he's and he told me he's like, you know, I dropped a new album. Question for both of you guys: Like, are the OGs not giving big homie talk on records enough? Right, right. In, in a sense, he he's like, y'all created a new album. This album is big homie talk. I'm talking to the younger generation. I'm schooling them. You know, don't don't buy this. Buy property. Buy this. Right, right, are right. we not getting enough of this in 2021? Oh no, no hell no, it ain't enough of that. Facts. You know? <laughs> It was, it was finna be a wave, and that stopped that Nipsey. Mm. Nipsey was pushing that wave. 100%. 100%. And everybody was catching on, but after that, it's just like, you know, you know how it go, man. Back to the they, stupid, they the drunk, popping miles. Yeah, they need a king. So, it take a king to push that word and push that movement. Yeah. A lot of people trying to push it, but they're not kings. What do you think was stopping Nipsey, right? Like, uh, do, do you think it was the intelligence or the message that he was pushing? Because it's like he got super revered him. after. I don't think anything was stopping this. Mm-hmm. He was on his way. Stopping was a murder, but I don't want to talk about that. I just yeah. brought his name up on yeah. the situation. But, yeah. No, but in general, I mean, like, being pushed by labels and being pushed, you know, in, 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 in the public persona. Because as soon as he as soon as soon he passed, it's like everybody really tapped in. Everybody realized how talented he was and the message that he was pushing. And we started revering it. What, 
why do you think it wasn't pushed before? You think it's you I, know, I think I think he was he was pushed before because he was signed to major labels before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I you forgot, know, I, I you know they prioritize certain. He was artists, on his like, way to that. He was on that way, but I think death. It was bigger than death. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think I think that really sometimes you some it's, it's written, man. For real. Mm. And the way it happened, you know what I mean, was just like fucked up. You feel me? Yeah. Camera, right? You know what I mean? Just like fucked up. Yeah. So with all that, it's just emotions. You know, people just you know they they took they took to that, and then that's what it boiled out to. They seen the support of everybody, all the different gangs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Man, hey, shit. Crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying? But hey, sometimes, you know, that's what it takes to bring mm-hmm. things together. You know? Spirit, man. That's what I call them. Pac, Biggie, all of them. Spirit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was kings, strong, bring everybody together. Big facts. You yeah. I mean? Big when facts. They say yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, when they come around, you move with them. You yeah. Move out the way. Yeah. It's simple. You feel me? Yeah. King shit. Mm hmm. You'll see, but what, um, this question gets brought up a lot. But like the word legend, do you yeah. feel like it gets it gets used too loosely? You know or legend is this right now? Like a legend? <laughs> three years, this nigga's a legend, man. No, it's too, it's too crazy. Is this, yeah, crazy. too crazy. It's legend. Too crazy. <clears throat> what is a fucking legend, man? Yeah, yeah, I might have a legend. different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Legend is thrown around just too much in general. Like, what, what defines a legend, though? Because I don't even know. All right. So, you know, people said to me, I'm a legend. All right. I'm, like, I'm guilty of this too that. because, as a media person, like, I don't know about that. you know, if I'm promoting something, you know, it, it's out of habit to kind of like anyone who's done anything, it's like label them as hip hop legend, right? Even when we do our promos, like, we're guilty of this as well, just from a media perspective. But, you know, we, we have to, it, it starts with us, honestly. And it has to, you know, we, we got to stop throwing I that say label around. A legend is an artist. I, I say this, been around for a long Mm. He doesn't come with a crew by himself, and that's his crew. He goes to New York by himself, and that's his crew. Mm. He goes to Miami by himself, and that's his crew. That's a fucking legend. That's a legend. Mm. They won't touch him because they know what comes behind that. That's a legend. That's Mm. a fucking legend. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In my book. Yeah. I feel the same way. Wrote 50 fucking songs, did 50 records, nigga. That don't make you no legend in my book. You know what I'm mean? saying? You're just an yeah. old-ass rapper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you're living up to the songs, you're washed. You're a legend. You feel me? You walk so, in that walk. <laughs> so, so, so who, in your opinion, is a legend? So, obviously, we got you. We got, like, Trick Trick, let's say, like, trick, a Detroit. Trick. Yeah, I, I mean, legend. I legend. Know Trick Trick. Legend, though. Yeah, but legend. 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 That lane. Nick, that lane. No. This, was, this is what I'm saying. So, in this lane, who's legendary? Like, okay, you. We got Trick Trick. Who else? Man, some this big homie talk, so... I know some kings, man. I'm just, I don't know if they rappers, you know. I know some no, kings. No, uh, yeah, like, they don't got to be rappers. I don't, don't want to say... <laughs> they be like, man, why you just say my name? <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't going to do that. Respect, respect. <laughs> hey, <laughs> streets. Hit <laughs> yeah, your mom's. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so, when, so when it comes to hip hop music, right? Because when I scan the room in 2021, like just in general, like just when I look at social media, I look at artists. It, it's like the, the street culture aspect because hip hop is built on street culture. Like whether you're active, whether you're not active, it's just built on just urban culture in general. Do you think the artists have become too disconnected from it? Oh yeah, they don't care about what's. They don't care about the serious what's going on in the world. It's just fashion and drugs. Yeah, and, you know what I mean. Yeah, because it, it. Yeah, it was weird to be like like with the you know the riots this summer. Like for example, right? right it's like right. They, like our our artists were will report on this, right? Mm -hmm. And they, and they would be like our news reporters, exactly. and we didn't get literally anything. Like I, I would have expected like thirty albums at least. Like <laughs> why, why do you think this is? You think. Maybe people are afraid to speak out. Maybe they just don't care anymore. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. You know what I mean? Don't affect them. You know, they used to tell me you don't know what it is until they hit home. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, they just, you know, out doing what they do. Taking drugs. They don't even know what the fuck is going on, bro. <laughs> they drugged out half of the day. Yeah, they spaced out. How many hours of the day? How many, how many hours do you sleep? Yeah. Feel me? You pop a pill and then pop another one and drink and pop another one. And I don't know how the fuck they do it, dog. Snorting line? I don't know. My bad, but I'm just not into that shit. I'm a weed head. Me too. You know, know, California has some of the best weed ever. Like, so what is the strongest strain right. of weed? Because, listen, I, I went to the studio yesterday with Brian J. He's here. And I took two hits and I was spaced the fuck out. Like my body was here in California, my brain was in New York, what? literally. Where do you go to get the best weed? Oh look, he know. pulled it out. This guy oh, pulled it out. The paint. Get it paid. I want to hang out with my partner. Hey, my partner. My partner don't be fucking around. Gary Payne. I seen that nigga shoot a basketball high, and make it. Literally. You know what I'm literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah, so. You know, you come here, you get some Gary Payton in, or some some runs or some. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Jungle Boys, they got some, they got some bad motherfuckers out there. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, they got no. some bad motherfuckers out yeah. there, man. No, no, no. I see it. So, you know, two part question for you guys. Uh, you know, twenty twenty one. Obviously, uh, bars are the quote unquote minority. Uh, we spoke about this earlier. You know, what keeps it motivated to keep dropping music, to keep you know, putting real creative content out for for the fans. Man. Really, um, if you still got it, then it's, it's pretty much just trying to keep going. And, um, you know, if, you, if you're feeding your family, you know what I mean? You're going hard, you know what I mean? It depends what you got going on in your yeah. life. You feel me? So, you know, I got a label, family, other other brothers' families, you know what I mean? So yeah. we're going, we going hard, you know yeah. what I mean? We just stay on it. Ain't no time for break. Jesus told us, sleep when you're dead, homie. Yeah, facts. Twice. Sleep when I'm dead. Man, that's like you said. Yeah, we got a family. Um, actually, um, I you know I got all these other brands and all these other products I got is from hip hop. So that's the core of it. So I'm gonna always do hip hop, man. Like forever, ever, 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 ever. I'm gonna be like super old doing hip hop <laughs> to the grave, all the way. You know, fellas, when it's all said and done, uh, what is the legacy we're leaving behind? What what do you want people to know you as? You know, when it's all said and done. Oh, really, I'm really known as like a bridge builder, mm -hmm. the connection, mm -hmm. the networker. You feel me? Mm -hmm. The guy you want to meet or want to know because I know everybody else and they all real kings. Mm -hmm. I could put you around some kings that ain't playing. They say well, we're going to do this. That's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 
that's what I'm known as, like, bold don't bullshit, you know what I mean? We solid dudes, you mm. know what I'm saying? So I'm just glad it's that right there. Yeah, integrity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Loyalty, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I got to say the same, man. Like, actually, before, you know, before I leave out of here, I'm definitely going to get it. Sure. So we could do a song. Sure. <laughs> like I gotta be part of one of the fifty joints. <laughs> um, like he said, um, it's like you know, the, gotta gotta keep it a hundred, son. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying, I I do music with people that keep it a hundred. I try to keep it a hundred and be real to everything I say. That's why I've been around this long. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the key. No, we definitely appreciate it. So you can come back around to exactly. that. Three sixty is everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do we have coming out? Twenty twenty one. We have new projects coming out. Man, we working right now. Um, we just we just shot the video that we make plays. We're gonna drop that record. Mm -hmm. um, the Hustler. We got a record called The Hustler. We just shot the video for that one. So it's like a couple weeks. We're gonna be, you know, making some noise. You know, just moving around. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Just left Miami and uh, did a bunch of things out there. Mm -hmm. So you know, we, we gonna be shaking. Moving to shake it. Twit. I got a couple of albums. Um, I got an EP about to drop. That's actually not an EP. It's 16 songs. About to drop. <laughs> That's not an EP. It's a double CD. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. It's a double EP. It's a double EP. <laughs> like, you know, albums, like, always were, like, regular for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, coming yeah, up yeah. now, EP is, like, popping. So I got an album coming out, 16 songs. It's called Still Here. My man DJ Wu put the whole the whole shit together, and then I got another joint with me and Alchemist, just eight songs. Mm -hmm. Then I got another joint, um, me and Twiz the B Pro TNT Part Two. Then I got another joint with my man and them from Italy called um, Tough Con. We dropping eight songs. Then I, no, I don't want to keep going. No, you work. Twenty twenty, fuck everything up. Twenty twenty, fuck everything up. So I got a bunch of albums ready to yeah. drop. It, it, it kind of ruined the falls, but we looking Everybody. forward to the future. Uh, in studio, round of applause for my guests today, Sebo and Big Twin here. And definitely, we're gonna have Sebo back on. I'm gonna go back to New York. I'm gonna do super homework. I'm back in July. We're gonna bring you back. We're gonna have a more intricate conversation. Uh, this is the Infamous Hour. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadeus. Tone Veras here. Make sure you follow me all social media platforms at the Infamous Amadeus. Sirius XM Shade 45 every single Thursday. And I play no auto tune records ever. 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 Hey, 3 ever. p.m. Round of applause for me. Never. <laughs> 3 p.m. Noon the only person on the station probably Pacific time, you're in your car, you're hearing fucking bars. Yes, that's me. Okay. And and watch the infamous hour live, uh boombapnation.com. Soon we're gonna be uh transitioned over there, Facebook.com slash boombapnation. Roku, uh shout out to Pentagon LA uh for giving me this amazing hoodie and providing this space. And Armin has a dope record that is out now with Jeremiah. So tap in. Uh special thanks again to Sebo, Big Twin, uh Tone Vera and the whole team. We're out here. This is the infamous hours. Catch you later. Yeah,